0: Hey, Mindset listeners, welcome back to another great show. I just finished up interviewing Mike Foster, and it was a fun interview. So Mike was a naval officer. He spent a lot of time in the military and is now left and is helping other people in the military get into real estate. And he himself is a full-time real estate investor. But a couple little nuggets that were big takeaways for me, just good reminders in my own life uh, that I think you guys are going to love. is just this whole idea of how loss can actually drive us forward that sometimes we deal with big challenges or big losses in our life. And and it's the stories that we create around those that can either hold us back like an anchor or can either drive us forward into what we're really meant to be doing. And uh, he's got an incredible story around that. And then the power of community and about how community can really help us make the moves in our life that we really want to make. And I know the community has been really big for me and that's a big reason why I've put together the Mindset HQ community and why we're really building out this investor mindset community uh, because it's really all about how can we help as many people together do great things. And I believe at the core that that comes from being a part of an incredible community. So if you guys are loving uh, the podcast. please make sure you drop us a review on iTunes. It really helps us out. And I wanted to remind you guys that we're putting on an incredible summit, all online digital summit, which means no travel involved, no need to spend thousands on travel. You can even watch from your pajamas if you need to. It's going to be happening on November 1st and November 2nd. And it's called the Investor Mindset Summit. And we're bringing together 16 incredible investors to answer this question of what really differentiates the people who succeed at the highest level versus the people who think about it, talk about it, but fail to ever really make progress or ever get started in investing. So we've got incredible speakers like Rod Khalif, like Mike Hambright, like Don Costa, like Trevor McGregor, Bill Allen, and so many others. So many of these great guests that we've had are going to spend over over an hour diving in to some of their favorite topics and connecting it with the incredible mindset you must have to succeed. So I want to make sure you guys are there. We have some incredible VIP ticket packages available. And so without further ado, I hope you guys will take this down. You'll text it right now to make sure that you can get this information and $100 off of your ticket. So head over to your cell phone and text the number 555-888, text HQ to 555-888 right now. And we're going to be sending over some information and a special discount for mindset listeners. So I look forward to seeing you at the summit. It's going to be a fun time. There's going to be an incredible community that's going to come out of it. And uh, without further ado, let's jump into this episode. All right, guys, welcome back to the Investor Mindset Podcast. I am very excited today. I have Mike Foster in the studio. How are you doing, Mike? Doing great, man. How are you? I am doing really well. I'm doing well. I'm, uh, I'm excited to dive in because Mike was a United States Naval Academy grad and is a podcast host of Active Duty Passive Income. He recently left his role as a naval officer to become a full-time real estate investor and to help others down that same path. And while active, Mike was fortunate enough to have had several remarkable mentors that taught him the importance of credit building, creative financing techniques, and wealth building strategies. And since then, he's acquired multiple real estate investments, owns several business, and is super passionate. I'm excited to dive into his mindset. Ready to get into things, Mike?
1: I'm ready, man. Hey, thanks so much, Stephen, for bringing me onto the show. Really uh, really glad to be here, uh, talk to your audience. And I'm super fortunate to have you, had you on our show too. So excited for that release as well.
0: Absolutely. And for everybody who wants to listen to that just a little bit, About me, obviously, you can go check out the Active Duty Passive Income podcast, and uh, it's a really great episode. But uh, without further ado, obviously, you've kind of lived a full life and you're still living it. But why don't we start out by taking a look back? What events or influences from your childhood shaped who you are today?
1: Oh, man, that's a phenomenal question, dude. Um, I got to say, I gotta say two things, you know, really shaped where I'm at now. Um, you know, one of them having been some of the challenges that I faced in, in, um, in family with health and death. Um, it's been crazy. Uh, so, so full disclaimer, you know, I, I lost my mom back when I was six years old. Wow. Um, and in, from that moment on, I started to experience death and a lot of it, Different way, if that makes sense. Um, really, really deep, you know, going, going at first, but I lost uh, my, my aunt, which is her sister, after that with uh, sickle cell. Um, you know, we had a lot of health issues within the family, and just it seemed like, wow. you know, early on in life, yeah, I know, really deep here, but early on in life, you know, we had so many deaths, just one after the next. And so I learned at a young age that the importance of being able to live life to the fullest, right? Because you, there's no promise and guarantee of another day. Um, you know, even for the point where you're going to have all of your limbs or all of, you know, your, your, your wellness, you know, even just in your mindset, um, you have to take advantage of every single moment that you have. You have to cherish, right? Your life with the, um, with the people that you're spending time with. I mean, it's, it's super important. Um, and I think that, you know, where I am at now and where I was as a kid, I've learned even through all the various experiences that I've had and through the military and through investing, um, how true that is, right? Because there is no guarantee. I mean, anything can happen. You can get hit with a mortar or you can, you know, um, it was just, just last year or two years ago, um, there were uh, a bunch of sailors that passed away on a ship because, you know, in the middle of the night, people standing watch weren't paying attention And we collided into another ship. And, you know, what happens is the ship starts to flood. You have to fight that casualty. And somebody had to seal the door to a hatch where they knew there were people still in on the other side that got flooded out. And it's, you know, it's crazy. And I'm sure those people were probably asleep and didn't even realize what happened until it was too late. Right. So, I mean, it just goes to show.
0: Yeah. That's, it's, it, it's such a reminder really that yeah. life is precious and that we really need to appreciate the time that we have and uh, I mean what was that like it sounds like you were very young when that happened but what what have you taken away from that or how has that kind of affected you you know moving forward
1: Man I got to say it, it it's one of those things that has helped me get over the fear of just getting started right because there's no guarantee that you're going to be success at anything you do. The only guarantee that you have in that success is is you know your ability to continue moving forward despite all the odds. To me, that's success. To me, it, it there's no there's no end goal there. It's just how how can you continue to move forward? You're, yes, you're going to get set back in your goals. Yes, you're going to get set back in your journey. But can you continue to move forward? Right there's no there, there's there's no uh, all right well um i I need to hit this, and that's my measure of success I mean sure right I mean everyone needs visual goals but if but if you are continuing to move forward to that visual goal, even if you don't get there, you get the feeling and the satisfaction that you've made progress, and that is success I think
0: yeah, I mean absolutely well it's it's funny how that is that you, you go through something that is absolutely. Super challenging losing your mother, mm-hmm. losing your aunt, losing people that really they are your world when you're Damn. a kid. They are, they're everything. And, but to be able to look at it with that kind of a mindset that you think, well, hey, even though this is terrible, I'm going to use it to do good things with my life. And I think that is something that all of you listeners really need to remember is that challenges can either be, something that we learn from and that drive us forward, or they can be something that hold us back. And the people who are successful, they make sure that they change that story into something that is powerful for them.
1: That's exactly it, man. You got to change that story because the moment you get into your head about anything is the moment that you start to let doubt and fear creep in. And that's what continues to block that success you know, for you achieving that goal, whatever it is in life. Um, so yeah, it's huge, man. You you got to get out of your head.
0: It's mm-hmm. so key. That's so key. So tell us what is uh, what is your primary focus, and what do you what do you do? What's your uh, what's your craft? Yeah. So um,
1: so now since leaving the military, I invest in real estate. Um, I, I have done single family. I've done short term rentals. Um, moving into the commercial game now, the multifamily space, um, and and I've found a passion in teaching other military members and veterans how to accomplish this financial freedom through real estate. Um, it really started yeah. out with my VA loan. And um, once I was able to find out how I can buy a house with zero money down, um, with, especially with all the debt that I had at that mm-hmm. time, you know, and be able to start my journey in building wealth, that has just opened up a world that I am trying to share with as many veterans as possible. Because while you're in the military, there's this constant—I um, don't want to say fear. Maybe that's not the right word, but I guess there's this constant, constant mantra that you know we're mission, mission, mission focus, and nothing else matters. But what happens when you have to take off that uniform, right? What happens when your mission is done, and how do you assimilate back into the world? And I think that there is a big problem that we as veterans have in that transition. So being able to have that secondary mission that you can apply a little bit of time and focus to to when you're not, you know, on the X is what we call it. Like when you're not on deployment, um, and and building that wealth while as you move from duty station to duty station, when you're ready for that transition, whenever that point is, right? You have that stability to say, okay, I have, I have something coming in every single month where I can confidently step out onto my own and figure out this new thing, which is the real world. So I'm, I'm excited about that mission. And my teammates and I, we're, we're really passionate about what we do.
0: Yeah, and you're really doing really cool things in that space by kind of creating a community of other military folks who are all going through the same thing. They might not be going through the same exact niche in real estate, but they are able to connect together and really share some of those challenges that they're dealing with, which I think is really huge. And for me, community is such a big thing. I learned so much by surrounding myself with other people who are already doing what I wanted to do or other people who wanted to learn the same thing that I wanted to learn. And you know, how has community impacted your life um, both from a, a business standpoint and from a personal standpoint?
1: Man, community is everything. Actually, this was uh, one of the things I wanted to mention too in the beginning is that that community is the most important thing in anyone's growth and development. Um, you know, at a young age, I learned that having your family close by uh, really helps you get uh, through a lot of those hard times. And I, uh, I just kind of over the years, as we have, as, we, as uh, all the kids, right, have grown up, kind of grown apart. And I was just at another funeral, you know, sad, sad to say, but I was just at another funeral um, two weeks ago for another one of our aunts uh, that had passed. And we had realized that the family only comes together at these sad occasions, right? So it's, it's time that we mm. change that, right? We, we, um, we come together as a family and we start coming for positive reasons, right? Someone takes the initiative. Plans the event, mm-hmm. make it happen, right? I've I've kind of created that little team that we're doing there, but now translating that to investing um, in my myself, I've noticed that if I don't change the space that I'm in, right, my thoughts, my mindset will continue to um, to I guess reciprocate what's going on within that space, and for a long time. Um, and I'm not trying to downplay the military at all, right? But for a long time in certain communities that I was in within the military were very negative. And I noticed that that was having a, a large impact on my life. And so um, it wasn't until I, I was able to finally switch one of my duty stations where I really felt that positivity, that positive change that I needed in the military to kind of really get myself back on my feet. And so when I translate that into investing, I, I went to my first event. And guys, I'm telling you, if you have the opportunity to go to an event where you can network with other like-minded individuals, it is so game-changing. It's incredible. I mean, the fact that you get to be in the same room with a bunch of other fiery entrepreneurs that are passionate and purpose in the same same, uh, direction that you're heading. It's game changing, and then being able to take those relationships, you know, like Stephen, we met at Rod Khalif's event, right? His multifamily boot camp in Denver, and and now here we are, you know, sharing podcasts together. Mm -hmm. It's phenomenal, man. And and you 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 know you never know what opportunities will open up at that point, uh, too, you know, after you've you've connected and you've made that network. So so definitely, 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 community is huge, man. I, I love that.
0: It's so key because there's the power of meeting and connecting with people, whether it's online and online community or whether it's in person where you get to exchange and you get to share the challenges that you've dealt with and you get to share the victories, you know, at that same event, right? I met Rod Khalif Mm -hmm. a week before where he was, at an event, pitching that event. And uh, that's the reason why I was able to get him on the podcast because I was able to connect with him face-to-face. And that's the reason why he's going to be one of our premier speakers at the Investor Mindset Summit, which is coming up. And uh, I'm going to make sure everybody knows how to get to that if you go to the show notes. But there is definitely something to that. And I want to underline something else that you said. And one of my coaches um, was talking about this yesterday um, in a discussion that I was listening to. And what he was saying was when you have negative people in your life, you need to get rid of them mm, immediately. That's so true. Now, sometimes people, you know, sometimes those people are family members and sometimes <sighs> yeah. you can't get rid of them, but you have, to, you have to put up that blockade so that you can't let those little thoughts creep in because whether it's in business and you have those little negative thoughts, I don't know, can you really do that? Should you really take that action? Mm. You know, is buying right now the right time? Or in your relationships... I don't know, he, you know, all men are like this or all women are like this. And, you know, when you start getting those kind of ideas into your head, even if you don't believe them, they start creeping in. And if there's any kind of void or gap, they put down roots and they start growing. And what happens when a tree grows right next to concrete? Eventually (laughs) that tree is going to take (laughs) over and it's going to crack it. So we want to make sure that we are surrounding ourselves with the right people. And community is definitely key for that. Um, For sure. So tell me a little bit about when you first got started in real estate, talk to me a little bit about that first deal. Cause I know that you had some challenges there and I'm sure there's some big learnings that we all can all take away. Oh man, I'm still sitting in this first deal by the way, guys, Mm. (laughs) what what you
1: see right here behind me, this is the back wall of the living room of my first deal. And man, it has been, it has been challenging. So, so, Walking walking you through it, right I found this um, driving back and forth to work uh, there was an open house sign, and I don't know what was calling me to the, to go in, but you know something did and I ended up building a relationship with the realtor that was showing it um, he was mm-hmm. a former navy chief uh, so we had that common bond but the seller was asking way too much for this house mm-hmm. now I was just getting started with real estate and even I knew that it was way overpriced but what I didn't know was that, you know, I, I walked into a situation where I uh, I used the seller's realtor to close right both sides of the deal. I used the mm-hmm. sellers, you know, inspectors. I used the sellers like everything, right? Uh, lender, all that jazz. They appraised the property for even more than the property was worth, you know, and I got swindled into it because I had a VA loan and my money was good, right? Because the VA was going mm-hmm. was gonna back it and everything was good to go. Um, so I had to get a little creative because my mortgage was a little higher than, you know, what I was making for my uh, basic housing allowance, which is the allowance that the, the government gives us, right? For our monthly living expenses. Um, and I had to rent out the bottom. I mean, this, it was a duplex, right? So the, the property was a duplex. It's on the beach, um, here in uh, Norfolk, Virginia. And I rented out mm-hmm. the bottom and while I was on deployment, uh, I had the creativity to just say, "Hey, let's let's try renting this out on Airbnb while I'm gone. I've got some friends in the area. I've got some family in the area. Let me see, you know, if I can figure this out." And um, it became a little bit of a challenge with the management piece, right? There was there were definitely some challenges there um, with communicating with the tenants communicating issues that I was having with some of the tenants that were either throwing parties or you know doing something you know stupid and again I have my long term tenants downstairs that I had to manage right so so being a property manager I think was was one of the biggest challenges I had Um, Then there was the issue where uh, some of the stuff that I got from my inspection report didn't match some of the issues that I started having with the property, right? So, Mm. you know, of course, there was all that, and so just learning a lot about the real estate process in general, being a homeowner in general, I had had its challenges, but I must say that it was very rewarding because if I hadn't thought outside the box and you know tried to do that crazy situation, that dynamic where I was renting one and doing Airbnb with the other. I don't think I would have been where I am today because I've I've been able to take some of those creative strategies in making money with the house and apply that into growing my experience, growing my portfolio, networking with other individuals that are in the area that can help me you know overcome some of these challenges. Um, so yeah just stepping outside of that that um, that fear box, and moving forward, that, that was huge.
0: Yeah, I mean, so when you can take a situation that isn't as great as you'd want mm-hmm. it to be and you're able to make it into something much better, that's where you, know, you really find that most growth is when yeah. you're, you're really stretched. So, I mean, you talked about something earlier where, where you had used the, the realtor, you had used all the contractors, all the people um, from the seller side, and you said you felt like you were maybe swindled into it. So tell me, tell me what that feeling was like and what you would do differently in the future because, I mean, you made the decision. You decided mm-hmm. to do it. So, I mean, but it's really easy when you're brand new to something, you really want it, that you're willing to kind of listen to anybody, even if maybe it doesn't feel right.
1: Yeah, man. That's a great question. And I gotta say, it's one of those things where you don't know what you don't know, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I honestly didn't think, I didn't even think that about it until I had heard about not using the sellers, you know, Everything, right? There's Mm -hmm. the seller's network Mm -hmm. to buy real estate. I think I didn't hear about it until about a year after I'd already purchased outs, right? After I'd already done this Airbnb strategy and all that stuff. And then when I started to, to, you know, go back into my process and say in hindsight, wow. I think I did get, you know, (laughs) taken advantage of, you know, here in this purchase. Then I started to really realize, okay, yeah, I definitely could have done this a little better. And then here's how I would have done it better. Mm -hmm. Right. But at that point, what do you what do you do? I mean, do you just kick yourself and say, oh man, well, this is why I shouldn't get into real estate? Like, no, absolutely not. You learn from those mistakes and you you make Mm -hmm. a checklist and you say, okay, well, all right, the next time I get into this process. This is how I'm going to move forward. I'm going to use my own network. I'm going to, you know, expand my network first of all. I'm going to ask as many, you know, different opinions for advice as, as I can without getting into the whole analysis paralysis phase. And then I'm going to move forward. And I understand that there are going to be mistakes that I make along the way. But hey, it's a difference between taking action and taking educated action. And once you take that educated action, you and you understand that you will run into roadblocks, you still know that you will be leaps and bounds better than just taking that action because you're emotionally charged to changing your future, right? So you got to understand the difference there.
0: I really appreciate that term right there, educated action. So we can go and rush out and we can take all kinds of action all day. This whole idea of massive action, you know, let's 10X what we're doing. I'm a big believer in it, but what we really need to be taking is actually what what you're saying here, Mike, educated action. Yeah. We need to educate ourselves so that we know whether we're doing going to go and do the right things. We have to decide that we believe in ourselves and we're going to take the risk to go and do it and then test and see. Okay, well, was that the right action? If it wasn't, now I'm even more educated. I've learned from that, and I'm going to kind of keep iterating yep. on that. That's it. Man. That's
1: it. I, I, you know, I was a naval officer, and and one of the things that you learn, uh, especially as a surface warfare officer, is risk management, right? And it's funny because uh-huh. when I got out of the military, it 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 almost my life almost went into the position where I was. Forgoing some of those risks and just saying, Hey, I'm out now. I've got all this time available. Let me just go do this, 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 this and this and see what sticks, right? I can be full entrepreneur mode, but I had to, you know, reel myself back in. And I think we you know this happens to everyone in life, right? You got to reel yourself back in when you get excited from something and say, okay, am I really going about this the right way? Right? Am I taking the necessary mm. risks that I need to move forward or am I taking risks that mm-hmm. are um, you know, outside of what I should be doing, right? In the Navy, we call it operational risk management, right? Or ORM. And so you need to apply a little ORM into, you know, some of the risks that you're taking to make sure that it's going to pan out the way you want.
0: That's, it's, it's so important and it's so important, but it's yeah. easy to forget about when you're passionate, when you're really excited because you're emotionally charged, that you want to go after something, but you have to be reminded hey, yep. let's roll that back a little bit. Let's use that energy to go in the right direction, but let's not make reckless, stupid, stupid decisions. Um, so, talk to me a little bit about I'm really curious, you know, somebody who has dedicated their life to serving, you know, joining the military, going the Naval Academy route. What was it like making the decision? To leave that behind and kind of talk to me about what you were thinking during that process.
1: Oh man! All right, you ready for another emotional uh, roller coaster?
0: <laughs> please, um, please, we love those. Yeah. Games.
1: So my decision to separate from the military was uh, was definitely it was definitely attributed to a lot of factors. Right. I mean, the first factor was that I went into the military as a stepping stone, knowing that this was going to be something that led me into whatever greater purpose I'd find later on in life. I didn't know how long that was, and I saw that the military was a stable opportunity to get a you know a good income, to have a fulfilling job, and to, you know, really get to see the world and explore, which is what I wanted to do. So I, I always had this mantra that I would stay it until I saw a reason to get out. Long story short, I ended up finding a lot of reasons that I didn't want to necessarily stay. I, I, I mm-hmm. where this, where I saw the stability at first, right, and I was kind of in love with that. Um, I later on saw that the stability was just a little bit too stable,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and then my my personality, I guess, as an entrepreneur, didn't really jive with that. So I, I wanted a little opportunity to build something bigger and. Uh, so there were a lot of, you know, little things that I would nitpick and say, okay, maybe this isn't the career choice for me. Mm-hmm. But I think what ultimately made me decide that this was not it uh for me was um was my last deployment. Mm-hmm. And I uh man, <laughs> this is gonna be emotional. So I uh I lost my aunt. Um mm-hmm. and this was so my sister, I mean my my mom, right? Her, she had two sisters, and um, I lost that other that other aunt early on in life. This last one, you know, she was um, a really really big mother figure in my life, mm-hmm. and um, and I lost her in the middle mm-hmm. of deployment. The same uh, same sickness,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, and it was weird because wow. you know she went to the hospital twice within the same week, mm-hmm. and it was that second time where I knew. Something was wrong. Mm. And um, so I spoke to you know, my commander about it. I brought up the chain, everyone knew what, what was happening, and uh, I told them that there's a possibility that I could lose her this weekend. And, um, and you know, I was hoping that I'd be able to go back. Now, it was a tall order, it was a tall ask because we were in the middle of deployment, right? And obviously, mm-hmm. you know, the mission comes first, and I knew that this commander had a policy where if it wasn't immediate family. Right, there was no you know chance oh. in going back. But I figure, hey, like shot in the dark, let me make it happen. Right. Uh, anyway, long story short, I couldn't go, and that one hit me. That one hit me really hard, mm-hmm. man. And and it, it definitely um, it's definitely not something that's unique to myself. Right. I mean, there are so many folks in the military that experience it. It's one of the risks that we know when we sign and we 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 raise our right hand up to serve. It, it's one of the things that we know we. um mm-hmm. We we uh (laughs) we're gonna risk, but it's just something you don't think about, right, on the on the regular basis. And so uh, that really was my decision to say, okay, you know, I've been on the fence for so long in staying, and now this experience happened. That was my wake up call, and um and yeah, and so I I put my papers in, man, and and I never looked back. and And really, I'm happy for the decision that I made. I really am. I mean, I loved. You know, serving my country, I still you know think I serve to this mm-hmm. day. Even uh, you know even you know the folks that are out there, um, you know helping them achieve their financial freedom, I still feel it. And uh, and if you know the military called me to go to war, I would suit up my uniform tomorrow and I'm going. Right,
0: that's it. But um, well, I'm so yeah, I'm so sorry that that you weren't able to be there because I can tell that that person was really important to you. Mm. Right, that your aunt was you know, almost like a mother and that they couldn't make that exception. But you'd really join for that stability, that certainty, that significance of knowing that you're going to go out there and help people. And then all of a sudden, it's kind of all taken away when all of a sudden you realize like, I don't really have the control over my future. I don't have Mm. control over myself to be able to go and be with my family when I think I need to be there. And it was in that moment, it sounds like that decision was made. It was when you realize that maybe this isn't, this is the final straw and I've got to make that change. And, and how did it feel when you finally pulled the trigger and said, okay, well, I'm doing this and I'm going to start a new life?
1: Man, I'll, I'll tell you, it it felt good because of what I had found up to that point through real estate. Uh, real estate investing has just opened so many doors for me and has is, and is lifted my confidence in the fact that me you know, someone who has no technical background, right? No, um, you know, amazing super skills. I think the best, my best superpower is that I can network with people and I can, you know, communicate. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I can create an entrepreneurial lifestyle that can generate income to provide stability, not only for myself, my family, like my immediate family, but I can also build generational wealth for the family that comes after me. And, um, and I can have that control, right? I can I can create that stability within my life. Uh, that that really was was what did it. And um, and even though I knew that at the point of separating, I wasn't there, I had a clear path to get there,
0: mm-hmm. and that was
1: all the confidence yeah. I needed to to step out onto my own, and it felt good.
0: Something that's really big here that I want to underline for everybody is the importance of finding another path to go down before you decide that you're going to completely jump yes. off of it. Because what ended up happening, it sounds like for, for you, Mike, and you know, f- fill in the gaps here or correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like what you, you had kind of been going down this path. You'd been thinking maybe yep. there's another way and I want to do something different, but I don't really have exactly the map to do that. And by going and you found real estate, you found the passion and you started to see the map so that you knew that you could get to that X on the map and this is how you could do it. And so it was okay because you had a new Absolutely. plan. Even if you couldn't leave day one, right in that exact moment, you knew that, okay, well, while I'm still here, this is gonna, I'm gonna be focused on my path on what I have coming. And, and something else that I wanna point out is how important it is that when you set new goals or when you're close to accomplishing a big goal that you set a new one, that that you have something to look forward to because in that ex- same exact example, it's it's like if if Mike would have just left the military without having that next path to go down, you would have felt lost, yeah. right? You would have felt lost, and you wouldn't have really been sure. You'd be so where unsure where to go, but yeah, you know, I mean, there are I'm,
1: so many people that are still in the military because they're still at that point, right? They're so unsure, and and this is not saying that the military is a bad thing. I mean, the military is an amazing amazing place to be, you know, especially if you're passionate about mm-hmm. doing it, but. You know, like anything in life, right, wherever you're at can get old if you allow it to be stagnant and you're lost and you have no clear path and direction of where you want to go. So, right, man, I mean, you got to have that passionate and purpose, um, you know, in in going where you're trying to go and, and everything will be a little more fulfilling for you. That's it.
0: Well, I'm glad, I'm glad that you're out and that you're, you're helping other people find some additional paths because obviously it sets you up for the life that you're living now and you're grateful for it. But I'm glad you're able to help some other people. So on that success note, how would you define success?
1: Man, I, I just like I said it before, you know, success is not defined. Uh, success is not defined by the milestones that you hit in life. I know this sounds so controversial, right? Everything you've heard in success, it's like achieving goals, this and that, and this and that, right? If you die tomorrow, all the goals that you set for your life are done. So what really is the definition of success? Right? When you look back at your life. And you say, What have I done? Right? Not necessarily just those goals and those mindsets, but, but, you know, looking at all the lives that you've impacted, right? The people that you, that you have, you, you've given something, a piece of yourself for them to carry on that torch and maybe give to other people. That to me is the true definition of success, right? It's not, it's not about what you achieve in life. It's about, you know, who you help get to other places, right? The impact that you leave behind on other people. That is the biggest definition of, mm-hmm. definition of success. If I had 7,000 people at my funeral, all because, you know, they made, uh, they, I, I made them feel a certain type of way and I helped them achieve something in life and they just wanted to come to celebrate who I was as a person. That right there would be the biggest thing I can all, I can imagine in my life and, and I will have felt. You know, that I, I left this earth with purpose and that was my success right there. a legacy that I left behind.
0: The legacy. Yeah. I love that. And, and with that definition, do you feel successful? I do.
1: I certainly do. You know, and it's, it's, it's not something that I, I say out of hubris or pride. You know, it's something mm-hmm. that I say that I've found my passion and I'm on this path. I'm not yet done right? I'll be done when, you know, the good Lord takes me home. But I feel that, you know, through my podcast, through the public speaking, through the network that I've created, and and through, you know, the, the people that, you know, come to me and say, hey, Mike, you helped me get started in buying my first home. And I am so happy, right? That to me is just all the fire in the world and the fuel to continue what I'm doing. And I hope that I can, you know, do that and have that same impact for thousands of people on this earth. That's that's my
0: goal. The power of impact, man. It's 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 so it's so key. It's so much more important than money in my opinion. Yeah. And 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 a lot of people that I know. So, talk to me about habits. What are some of your keystone habits? The things that you do on a daily or weekly basis that help you live a good life.
1: Oh man, habits are so super important, and it's super hard to keep when you have an ADHD brain like mm-hmm. myself, man. <laughs> but um, but I think you know some of the most important habits you know that uh, that you definitely want to have in life are you know getting a consistent workout schedule, whether it's every day, whether it's every week. Or this every month, right? Whatever it is, when you can get it in, get it in, all right. Because it's 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 important to be physically healthy and then mentally healthy, right? Listen to podcasts or uh, or read books, right? Uh, listen to this podcast. Go back, re-listen to episodes, even if you have to. You know what I mean? Constantly keep your mind engaged. Because if you, if you don't keep your mind engaged, you're going to listen to your own thoughts. And sometimes your own thoughts are a lot darker than you know, what else is going on in the world. All right? So you don't want to hinder your own mm-hmm. success. Um, so constantly keep learning, keep reading. Um, and then, of course, you have to take the time to break. You know, I think that's one of the, the biggest habits that I've had to refocus in, in my own life, uh, is just taking that time to reprieve and, and recharge. Because you can't keep going, 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 and you, you'll you'll burn out, right? You'll burn out, and then now you're you're good to nobody, right? So you have to equally take as much time, you know, that you need in order to break, and then right, go back on your hustle, right? Because you're not you're not down on this earth, man. You got to keep going. But those those things for sure are the best best habits that
0: you gotta build. Well. Those are, those are some great habits that people can put into their life right today. And so we've made it to one of my favorite parts of the show, the growth rapid fire round where the questions are quick, but the answers don't need to be. Tell us, what's a book that's impacted your life the most or one you're excited about right now? Oh man, uh,
1: that's a good question. I would say the, mo- the book that's impacted my life the most is The Alchemist by Paul Coelho. Mm. Love that book. It's a short read. But it literally defines, you know, everything that I think I epitomize in, in my life. So it's had the biggest impact is finding your uh, your personal legend, right? Your your goal, your your quest, your purpose in life, and and applying focus into finding it, right? Leveraging your resources around you, the people that you network with to continue to you know achieve that 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 destination or that purpose in life and just make it happen, not being afraid and letting anything hold you back. Alchemist by Paul Quillow.
0: Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful book, for sure. If you haven't read it, check it out. I think I'm going to reread it Yeah. now that you reminded me about it. Mm. From an inspiration standpoint, who were some of your mentors, and how do you look at finding great mentors in your life? Wow, that's another good question. Uh,
1: (laughs) You know what? I'm, I'm going to say this, and this is going to be pretty interesting because I know everyone's heard this name before, right? Clayton Morris. Man. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> he's, probably like, uh, uh, he's probably like a black swan in, in the real estate community now, and probably not for any good reasons. But I, I'm saying his name because, and this, I'm, I promise this is going to make sense, I'm saying his name because he was a huge mentor in my life when I first got started in real estate. Right? I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I started listening to podcasts, and his podcast really inspired me to go out and take action. Now, maybe I can say a little bit better things about him because I didn't invest with him, right? So I didn't lose any money from the craziness that everyone keeps talking about. But what I learned in that time where he you know, helped me cultivate enough confidence to get started investing, I I I I feel that I learned it was it was the confidence that was the biggest thing, right? That's really all you need. It doesn't matter who your mentor is. It doesn't matter who you're getting advice from. As long as it's positive advice and it's moving you in the direction that you need to, to go forward, it's a good thing. And, and what, I'm, what I mean by, uh, by mentioning his name is that it didn't matter whose name I use. I used his name because I don't put my mentors on a pedestal like they're these amazing idols and that mm-hmm. they, they're all these, these great beings that I want to be like. No. That I take little nuggets from amazing mentors like Robert Kiyosaki, like Grant Cardone, like Rod Khalif, right? Mm-hmm. All these amazing people that are doing something that I want to do, they inspire confidence and give me a roadmap to that success. And I take that piece and I keep moving forward. I add it to my map and I move forward. And that's it, right? So so whoever your mentor is out there or uh, wh- wherever you're getting advice understand that people are not perfect, right? And everyone makes mistakes. And even those mentors that you have at one point in your life can let you down in another in another uh, uh side of it. But what did you learn? Right? Did you learn something? Mm-hmm. Were you able to move forward? That's it. That's all you need. And that's what you need to focus on right? So don't put mentors in like a big pedestal as far as being a mentor, but make sure that you learn what you need to move forward and don't be afraid to find a mentor because that'll be the biggest game changer in your life.
0: Yeah. What a wonderful reminder, Mm -hmm. right? That mentors don't have to be everything. You can learn one thing from that person and you could hate everything else that they do, but uh, they could still be somebody to model in that space. Mm -hmm. So finally- uh, here's a big one for you. Purpose. What drives you to live your best life every day, Mike?
1: Oh, man. Uh, the ability to achieve that freedom, right, with my family and to make an impact helping other people achieve success. That right there is definitely what keeps me on path.
0: Well, I have loved this and I can tell that you are living up to that purpose. And so I really appreciate you being on the show. Tell us, where can people find out more about you or get in touch?
1: All right. Uh, You guys can hit me up on LinkedIn, on Facebook, um, and then you know, active duty, passive income. If you guys are military or veterans out there and you want to learn how to leverage those veteran benefits and achieve that wealth, come check us out at our podcast or uh, www.ActiveDutyPassiveIncome.com. We'd love to talk to you. and We'd love to help you guys achieve uh, some of that success that you need. So, ooh, yeah, we'll see you there.
0: Love it. We'll have all of that in the show notes as always, guys. And, you know, Mike, thank you. Look forward to the next time we get to hang out.
1: Thanks again, Steven. You too, man. Take good care and keep, uh, keep kicking ass on this podcast. Dude, you're doing a phenomenal
0: job. Thanks, brother. What an incredible episode. I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed putting it together. And I want to tell you about this incredible program that we're now releasing. We're putting it out live and I want you to be a part of it. If you happen to be a high-level real estate investor who's really pushing things to the next level, who want to get the most out of their business, they want to take consistent action on a regular basis and work from a place of clarity so you actually can end up at the outcome that you originally got into this game for. I don't know if you're anything like me, but I know when I got into real estate investing, I had planned on doing this so that I would get passive cash flow. And I got distracted along the way. And I got distracted with things that were incredible and amazing, and I grew like crazy. But sometimes we got to get back to that core. What are we doing this for and why are we doing this? What I've put together and I've brought together an incredible mindset coach who has been doing this for years and years, has 25,000 hours previously worked with the Tony Robbins organization and many others and is going to be delivering and training us He's agreed to do this in a small group setting, so I know a ton of people are going to be interested, and there's very limited spots available. This is not full scarcity. We're only going to take 15 people for the first group, so please make sure you head over to the website, theinvestormindset.com slash action, so you can find out a little bit more and add your name to the wait list so that when we're ready to pull you in, we can start having that conversation and decide if you're a great fit. I know the power of this stuff. I've invested tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars in order to grow myself and my business to the next level. And that's exactly why I'm so grateful that we're going to be bringing this out live and really making a big difference. So join us in this mini mastermind online, this program, and let's help do some incredible things together.